0: Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. This episode is outtakes from Victor Roman Sr.'s Rookie Card Specialist YouTube channel. He was interviewing me. He likes to go really deep about rookie cards, the history, how the definition has changed over the years. And... Uh, the implications of all that, so it was very interesting to me, and, and it's his main area of interest. So we batted that around for about an hour on his channel over StreamYard, and I'm just picking off a little bit of the audio stuff for my specific listeners. Again, I would encourage you to go to Victor's channel. He's always got good stuff. He's very thoughtful and goes deep. If you're interested in rookie cards, he'd be the man. So thanks, Victor, and thanks sponsors: Top Panini Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Hogs and Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sport Cards. Burbank Sports Cards, CompSea.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. So thanks, Victor. These are outtakes, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. If it's the rookie card, it should be worth more than a non-rookie card of
1: right. uh, in a similar situation. And how these were distributed to collectors. Some of these were only available for 24 hours, <laughs> and they were a membership that you had to pay online. Only then are you given a chance to participate in purchasing these. We had something similar back in the nineties with stadium club members only. And I know back at publications and even as collectors, we never viewed those as real rookie cards. It's because of that specialty treatment membership thing that you had to have. I don't know. It just couldn't shove down our throats for so long. Well and, it's
0: revenue positive for the manufacturers, right. probably for the dealers as well. It's an additional hype for a card that instead of being a regular card that came out in the rookie year. If it's got an RC designation, this is the Pandora's box that was opened in whatever that was, 2005.
1: I believe
0: you consider yourself purist. In some things, Victor, I got to be careful. In the broadest sense, it depends on the situation, but nobody wants to be impure.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) But as far as my collecting is concerned, I am myself a purist type collector. In the dictionary, I looked it up, basically means a person who advocates the application of the principles or standards in any field, or who insist on purity of language. Now, looking at this definition, I see myself entirely on the second half of this definition, a person who insists on purity of language. I'm a big advocate for, hey, let's collect everything. Let's collect what we like. I'm totally for that. But I think we should have proper language in identifying that. Dr. Beckett, what do you see in this definition? Victor, is a zebra a striped horse? (laughs) I think, no,
0: it's a zebra. It's not a horse. (laughs) But in the rookie card definition, there's some advantage to horses are more popular than zebras, and so to call it a striped horse means more people would buy them or something. So purity in language is important, and clarity in language, that people know what you mean when you say it. I don't insist on purity in language, but I think clarity in language is really important. Anybody that doesn't have clarity in their language of what they mean, and it may mean something to them, but they need to be clear about what they mean, to say something is a rookie card or isn't a rookie card, if somebody is clear on what they mean, I don't think I'm going to have a problem with them because that's their definition. Now, if they're out of step or I'm out of step, the battle is at the table. The principles and standards have broadened over my lifetime. In fact, huge expansion of the definition of a rookie card was in 2005, kind of one of the last things I did before I sold the company. Victor, I think I was the last holdout for... What you're calling purity a simple definition that anybody could understand it's just gotten broader and broader in the definition of course that's advantageous to the card companies to sell more of these products if they can say there are rookies in there i'm in favor personally of a narrower definition of what a true rookie card is but i'm just a retired guy now so i can <laughs> tell you historically what it was like and everybody out there victor is voting with their dollars If they're going to pay extra for one of these unusually distributed, not in pack kinds of box sets in many cases, if they want to say that's a rookie card, it has the RC label on it in many cases, then they're going to pay extra for the same card where 30 years ago would not have been regarded as a rookie card.
1: Jim, do you sense resistance towards purist collect it
0: depends on if they're purist collectors that are combative <laughs> and belligerent that insist that their way is the only way something that's not fully resolved i think you're following is a good indicator of that, that there's more than one way to look at this you're trying to look at it and i prefer to look at it the historical way but the water has gotten so muddied over mm-hmm. the last 18 years now You have a First Amendment right to say what you want to say. However, the First Amendment does not cover death threats. So I think that's uh, quite a bit over the line, but we can hobby the way we want to hobby. If you want to insist that something is not a rookie card, according to the pure definition, and therefore you want to get a lower price because it's not a rookie card, it's not even really a parallel. It's an ancillary set that has the same numbering sometimes. Like I said, that battle is going to be at the table or online asking questions and would you take, and uh, the dealer can sell his or her card for whatever. And frankly, on eBay, it seems like you can call it anything you want to call it as well. So we're losing that battle, and to try to say, hey, everybody has to be pure, it's like putting the genie back in the bottle. One of the things that is really valuable about what you do, Victor, and it's putting a target on you that people are probably going to attack you because you're very vocal about this, and I think in a very calm and reasoned manner, but they don't want the past to determine the present. They want to create a new present. That uncertainty can work to their advantage. And yet you're trying to help collectors see this is the way it used to be. Perhaps even this is the way it should be. So it's buyer beware if you're buying something that somebody calls it a rookie card. And historically, it would not have been considered a rookie card. And so you might be way overpaying Because at some point in the future, there may be some consensus that moves back toward the older definition. These people that that are making these belligerent comments, it's they don't want that to happen. They want more rookie cards, not less. They want more ability to market and hype the stuff. And it mainly affects the last 18 years of cards since that RC on the card. And that legitimizes as a rookie card, which in my mind, there's some question there.
1: Right. Now, I believe a lot of my generation has come back to the hobby, a resurgence of collectors coming back. I am like on the 50-yard line of life. I'm not in my 30s, but I'm not in my 70s either. I know there was standards and principles that the majority of people adhered to. And you were recording and documenting those changes, not for a month or two, you were doing it for a couple of decades. And it made sense. It was logical. For the majority of people, we agreed in the decisions that were made. And we followed that template all along. But now we're back. Most of us, myself included, I took a 10-year hiatus. And now I'm confused more than ever. I still consider myself a purist in the sense of that old standard and principles. Now, Is it time for the purists to evolve, right? I understand the hobbies evolved, but the language, all it takes is a little bit of understanding and education in calling it a proper identification. That's my struggle.
0: According to you and according to historical, I agree on that. But ironically, Victor, the way you framed it, That's exactly the way the Major League Baseball Players Association came to me in late 2004. And they'd been talking about it for a few years before that. And so every time I'd see them, they and I think I was the last holdout, and they said, it's really crucial that you accept this definition that means we're going to say what an RC is and we're going to put it on the card instead of you guys doing it based on your, what maybe they thought were archaic rules, but they were time-tested. But they said... If we do it this new way of putting an RC on the card instead of in the magazine or some other accepted way, it's going to eliminate or reduce the confusion. And so their argument was one of reducing the confusion. I agree. It does. It brings in new confusion though. Right? Okay. And the second point that I don't think people have made here is that according to your, especially these naysayers, according to your definition that I appreciate the base cards that got Really driven up two years and were wildly being graded. Base cards of not just prospects, but young stars, their base rookie cards were just huge volume on grading, all the grading services, especially PSA. It's probably what caused the backlog. Okay. But that was because there was an appreciation that the base rookie card really had value. Now, because it's not considered the rookie card, it's just the easy rookie card, it's fallen in disrepute. That there's all these junk slabs out there, when in the purest sense, that base card is really the true rookie. But where where's everybody going? They're going for the parallel to the base card, which also have RC on them, and that's where the big bucks and the attention is. Right. So it might even be negative for the overall hobby, because I don't think it's good for rookie cards base rookie cards to be going for less than the cost of grading. But that's what's happening.
1: That's crazy. yeah.
0: Because they're not the rookie card. They're an easy rookie card. In fact, the comments you were making could also be against anybody that's collecting base cards. What are you doing that for? No one cares about base cards. If it's not RPAs and game use signed and back in the early days, those were quick, not RCs because they were not readily available in the distribution flow. They were like a short print, a super short print.
1: Right. Exactly. Now, you should. That's really evolved and changed as well, especially over the last three years. But I guess the unwritten rule was that everybody should have a chance at owning said card. And that's how come we had pack pooled, nationally distributed. My findings have been, Jim, that those two carry a lot of weight even today. But. That's changing also. Now, everybody has a cell phone. now. Everybody has access to internet. Now, we have online exclusives happening. What do you recall about this principle and online distribution stuff back in the 90s? First of all, there was never a problem in the vintage world. Maybe
0: there was some confusion when guys had cards in the 20s or the 1910s and when those things came out because they weren't always dated. But... The 40s, 50s, and 60s, it's pretty obvious. They were pack-pulled, nationally distributed, and so they would be clearly rookie cards. Not a lot of ambiguity there. So the vintage definition is not changed, I don't think. But now, like I said, since the 90s, and especially in the 2000s, it's gotten messed up because distribution has gotten extremely creative. Victor, in the earliest days of the magazine, There was already problems brewing, as you can see from the very first monthly magazines that we had. I had RC question mark in the first five or six issues. Okay. for Daryl Strawberry. His 84 Donruss was probably his best rookie card for 84, but then he had an 83 tops extended. And so both of them were listed for the first five or six issues of Beckett baseball card monthly as RC question mark. And that was intentionally on me because I was the one that typed it up to be provocative. And that was something that could not last. It could not stand. That was a temporary, I don't say it was inflammatory, but it was intended to provoke discussion. That he's got an 83 card, but he's got an 84 card. The 83 card came in a box. And yet there were a lot of people selling them as rookie cards. That was clarified in mid-2005 with the appearance of XRCs, and a clarification of FTC, the first tops card, and all these things that were trying to reduce the confusion. And there were still people that wanted to insist that 83, tops Extended, Daryl Strawberry, was the card to get and was indeed a full rookie card. Mm-hmm. And I... I do not agree. I put an XRC on there on purpose. I think it's an extended rookie card. It's a type of rookie card that is not universally accepted. It's like a pre-rookie card. That's the way it was for 21 years. So the XRCs and it applied in other sports is no problem in any of those with vintage, but the problems when the card companies were getting very creative in their distribution.